Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snarky with Mike Feeney. I'm your host, Travis Barker. Thank you so much for everyone who's watched the first couple episodes, listened to it, downloaded it, left a five-star review. Keep doing that if you haven't. Tell a friend about the show. Um, We're brand new. This is just a show where I come on here with a cocktail. I have some strong drinks, stronger opinions, and I rant about stuff written down on my little legal pad here, and it goes off the rails, and sometimes back on the rails, and then off the rails yet again. Uh, I am being joined by my trusty producer, uh, Nicole Lyons. Hello. And there she is. And today, uh, you may think, hey, Mike, what are you just drinking another margarita? You said sack of shit. No, we have mixed it up today. I've decided to make kind of a, a little cocktail. I just made it up. Just made it up as I went. And what I got going on here is vodka, lime juice, coconut rum, agave nectar, and a little bit of Tropicana lime slash coconut juice. And all together, we got ourselves quite the fantastic cocktail. So cheers to you, and uh, here's to a great show. It's going to be so bad if it there's hard cuts to me later with like three buttons unbuttoned, sweating, being like, I don't thing, you know? I don't know how strong this is going to be, but... Nicole, not bad for a cocktail I just made up on the fly, right? No, it's super tasty. It made us reminisce about our times abroad. Yeah. That's a good thing. And we'll get to that because we do have, I love this, by the way, a lot of you have written in fan questions, which I'm realizing, you know, in the first couple episodes, I was able to bank up a bunch of topics that I've long since wondered about and wanted to rant and talk about. But, you know, I'm talking about 13, 14 things an episode here. I'm, I'm only but a man. So I need you guys to keep sending me in suggestions, either things that make you mad things you think will make me mad. It could be societal. It could be pop culture. It could be things you just want me to rant about. Send them to snarkypodcast at gmail.com. We got some today, and boy, oh boy, are we going to hopefully get to all of them, which is fantastic. So keep sending them in, and I'm excited about that. But today, we're going to lead off with Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker getting engaged. Now, I need to just announce on my own little secret announcement that I have officially lost interest in this whole saga. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I need you to prove to me why I should care about two 40-year-olds. You know, I just, I don't, they're both like not the most famous person in their respective thing that they're famous for. Like Courtney's like, the fourth most, actually probably the fifth most popular Kardashian. Travis Barker is, you know, relevant because he plays drums on rap songs sometimes. But uh, but he is also another guy where you're like, listen, man, I get that you're just trying to desperately live, you know, cling to life and that you guys used to live down the street from one another. And but and now Scott Ditzik is all fucking upset about the kids. But it's like, is this going to work? Is it? Probably not. You got kids. She's got kids. It's going to be a lot. You have to integrate into the Kardashian family, which has a bigger record of murders on their ledger than fucking Bill Clinton's uh, administration does. Boom. Little political zinger for you guys. Not even any idea if that's based in any sort of truth or reality. So I just sometimes I'll just say hot political takes and of just things that I've heard, you know, just things that I'm like, yeah. So. 
I'm pissed off, not as pissed off as we all are about these Hillary emails, right, gang? You know, and then people are like, that was six years ago. And I'm like, but where are the bodies, you know? And what about Epstein? You just say stuff and then people click and share, I think. That's how the internet works, is how I'm told. But I, uh, I just don't care, you know? I, I'm over it. I don't, I'm no longer invested in their relationship. I will no longer talk about their relationship, whether she gets pregnant, whether he you know, he gets, he get, goes back onto drugs and overdoses or something, whether they have another, you know, whether he dies, I don't know what's going to happen. It's not going to be good for good old Travi. I know that, you know, but at this point, man, it's like, listen, it's like one of, when one of your friends is with a girl that you know is bad for him. And you're like, this is not well, but you don't want to, like, you can drop hints, but you can't really say it, you know, you can't until they break up. And then you're like, that was a fucking nightmare. But you have to just kind of be like, you sure? You know, and you just do that enough times to hope they get the message. But then they're like, guess what? We're engaged. And you're like, you know, that's the end. Yeah, I, I can no longer give you advice. And I hope that you have a good rest of your life. You know, you won't. But uh, in, in seven years when you're divorced and now there's, you know, a bunch of tra- uh, traumatized children. You know, I'll 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 pick I'll be there to pick up the pieces, but mostly just to say I told you so. So, you know. That's it. That's all I I'm done talking about. I'm over it. I don't care. I don't want to see any more tweets about Courtney and Travis. Fuck them. Now, I gotta tell this story because this might be some of my best work as a sociopath uh in this last week. There is a man. I don't even know if it's a man. There is a, I guess he's a man, but he's like probably in his early 20s or something. And he flies a drone around my neighborhood at night, which, by the way, illegal, right across the board, illegal. Got to have a permit, got to do it in special places. Definitely not here. So, uh oh. Um, so he's, he's illegally doing this drone thing. And I don't care. That, uh, what do I got to hide? Nobody, but the problem is his drone is so like cheap that it's so loud, it sounds like banshees screaming down the street. And so if you're out, let's say, walking your dog named Jeet, all of a sudden the dog is starting to have a panic attack because it's like, like it just does that as you're going by and you think that, you know, scud missiles are flying across. It's terrifying. And so I'm upset about it. And I am walking with Erica and Jeet. We're walking down uh, our, uh, you know, a couple streets over where we see this, see the guy. I see the guy on his little like porch playing with his drone. So I go up to him as we're walking past his, his house. And this is how I start out, which is a great way to lure someone in to guilt, you know, to admitting their faults. I go, oh, dude, are you the one with the drone? I was like, oh, dude. Like I came at him with like a big smile, like, oh, you're the dude with the drone, right? And he goes, yeah. Like he, he like met my enthusiasm immediately. And here's what I said. I go, um, nice, dude. Yeah, my neighbors are police officers and they're like looking everywhere for you. Yeah, they've really been like, they've been like taking pictures of the drone and stuff. Like they're looking everywhere because I don't know, it's probably like illegal what you're doing. Like, I don't know if you have a permit. Like I know it's not legal around here whether you have a permit or not, but but uh, yeah, they're looking for you. So just a heads up, like you should be careful if you're going to fly it down. Yeah, and I told him what street I lived on. I was like, if you're going to fly it down this street, just like be careful because they're like really pissed off and they're police officers. And then he stared at me for, I'd say, close to 10 seconds without speaking and then just went, 
oh, okay. And then just like looked away from me. And then Erica, as we walked away, Erica was like, that was an impressive bit of lying that you just did there. And I, I have no police officers that live in this building. I should make that very clear. I just made all of that up. But isn't that a fun way to like diffuse a situation and not be, you know, confrontational? Almost make it seem like I'm saving him from the confrontation. I'm like, I listen, I don't care if you, you can drone all you want. I'm just saying there's people who have, you know, police ordered registered pistols that are out searching for you with flashlights right now and they're closing in on your location. You know, you just plant, just plant the seed of paranoia because he tried to be a little bit too cool for school. Like, OK, you know, that kind of a thing. But I didn't hear any drones after that. I haven't heard one. I didn't hear one the last couple of days. So, you know, that's what you got to do sometimes. You just need to you just need to lie. You just I, I am a big advocate of lying if it helps you go further in this life or stop things that annoy you. Like I've said this before, I think on, on here's a scenario or something or maybe it was on Irish Goodbye, but I'll say it again. I don't see uh, the issue with impersonating a police officer. And I'm not advocating to have a little siren on your car and pull people over and, and do all that stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a means of self-defense, what's the problem? You know, like if someone in a bar comes up to me and is like, let's fucking fight. And I go, I'm a cop. And then they just go, Oh, fuck. Never mind. Nobody wants to fight. You can't fight a guy because you're going to jail. And then it diffuses the whole situation. It's safer than carrying a gun. You know, if I carry a gun, I'm going to use it. Of course. I'm. And by the way, something about seeing that drone flying around the area makes me want to get a gun because I really want to shoot it down so bad. And I want to shoot it down in the worst way. And I, I literally thought, like, how long would it take me to get a gun? Like, how many courses? Like, what would I need to do? to obtain a gun just to shoot one single bullet and just take that drone out. Because what are they going to do? They're going to come yell at the guy who just shot a drone out of the air and make me pay for it? Guess what, buddy? I got a gun. And also, I'm a cop. So what are you going to do, you know? Fucking beat it is what you're going to do. So that's what I think about that. So I've just been lying to to people and it's been working. So I'm going to keep going on that method. So would highly recommend. Nicole, thoughts, comments, concerns? Um, I feel like there's some steps before a real gun that you could probably take immediately. There are none. Like, yeah, there are none. A it's, BB gun, slingshot, something, a rock. A slingshot? What am I, Bart Simpson? I'm just <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah, I don't, I've never, I've never thought that a slingshot actually, I've never seen that used in real world Practically, you know, it's only in cartoons and like old David and Goliath stories. I've never once every time you try to pull back a slingshot, it like gets still caught in it and then it just shoots it at the ground or off your big toe or it never slingshots suck. They suck. And I, there was this whole stigma like all little boys like slingshots. No, we don't. We like bow and arrow, not even bow and arrows. Fuck bow and arrows. Crossbows. We like crossbows that's what we like because it goes it just shoots that it's very that's that's what we like crossbows and guns okay um (laughs) i now nicole this is something we can all talk about because you had this problem and i've had multiple times of this problem but you were telling me last week 
about how you had a, a rogue Uber driver asking to do special requests. Yeah, he asked me if I was on a schedule to get here, and I said yes, but then he asked if he could still stop for gas, and I said no. Which is like, are you on a, cert- are you on a tight schedule to go somewhere? Hey, first off, mind your fucking business. How about that? <laughs> you get paid to drive. If I had enough time to walk there, I wouldn't be in this cab. If I had enough time to take a subway, wouldn't be in this cab. Obviously, time is of the essence because I'm paying the premium service to deliver me from one location to the next. So fuck off. All right. And then also to be like, can I stop and get gas is a tricky situation because it could hinder your ability to get to your location. Now, was he on E? Did you see the light on? No, I didn't see anything. But when I said no, he was like, oh, well, well, I said, yeah, I got to be at this place by one. He's like, well, it's going to get me there by 1250. Can I just stop for gas? And this is the second time he was asking. I was like, Hate no, <laughs> please. No, I have to get there. Now, you got to check the gauge. That's boo on you right there, Nicole. You got to check to see if that light. Because t- if he's got like a half tank and he just knows that where he's driving past is like the cheapest gas in the area, because a lot of Uber drivers will know like, oh, there's cheap gas here. There's, there's more expensive gas over there. But if he's on like, Two bri- but I don't think he was, because if he was, he probably would have said that to you. Like, we won't make it, you know? Yeah, probably not. But I also, it, this is my, like, sociopath move, is I always sit behind them because I don't want to talk or make eye contact, so I wouldn't have been able to see it. So you choose the, well, I mean, you're very short anyway, but you choose the less legroom seat, because they really push that passenger seat all the way up. Yeah. So you can have excess leg, excess leg room, but you're like, I don't care. I don't want you to see me. I don't want you to talk to me. You're very like, um, you know, what is it? What is it? Miranda from uh, from uh, Devil Wears Prada. Is that her name? Is that Meryl uh, Streep's name? Don't know. Hmm. Well, that's going to piss some people off. <laughs> Look it up. Um, but so I've had that happen multiple times to me. Number one. It is definitely Miranda. I'm going to say confidently it's Miranda without looking it up. But you prove me right, please, Nicole. Um, I've had Ubers do two, two times. One guy was like, hey, I ordered food. I'm just going to run in and pick it up. I'm on like a 13-hour shift. It's like right on the way. Do you care? And I was like, okay. Like Erica and I were in the car together, and she kind of was like, sure. But I was, I was going to say no. He pulls over, goes to like a, like a halal cart and then orders food and takes no. He hadn't previously ordered it. He lied. It had taken no less than 15 minutes. And I was furious by the time he got back in the cab for multiple reasons. Number one, now I'm running late. Number two, he lied. Number three, it smelled fucking delicious. And now what am I going to do now? I want halal, but there's no time, you know? At least peel me off a falafel and throw it back to me or something like that. How dare you? How dare you? And then another time, I had an Uber driver go, uh, we're on the way to the airport. And he goes, can I stop and deliver something to my wife? And I go, no, I'm on the way to the airport. And he goes, it's like right here. It's right off the service road. And I said again, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. And then we were at a red light and then he pointed to his house, which was like up and on the right after the light. He goes, oh, there's my wife like on the front lawn. And she's like waving it down like, a, you know, trying to pull in an airplane. And 
he basically was like, so can I pull over? And a part of me wanted to be like, no, drive by her. Actually, let me go out first, walk up to where she's standing next to the curb, put a big bucket full of water, get back in the car, and then you drive as fast as you can over it, splashing the water into your wife's face. That's what I want you to have to do in order to earn this five stars. But instead, he pulls over, he unloads like groceries from his wife's car. And you're like, who the hell do you think you, and it's only these Uber and Lyft drivers because metered cabs can't get away with that because the meter's running. So it's like that they're, they understand the game, which is, hey, get me there as fast as possible. But his Uber driver's like, hey, you already paid a flat fee. So it doesn't matter if I get you there in 10 minutes or 40, but it does matter. It does matter. And I hate that they do that. And I understand they're like, well, I am working a 12 hour shift. Well, then don't accept the fare. You know, don't accept Nicole's fare if you know you got to get gas. If you know you're hungry and got to get food. If you know you got to drop off toiletries and such to your wife, don't pick me up and go to the airport. There's plenty of Uber drivers. I'll get somebody else. You know, it's uh, it's infuriating that these people do this. And there's and then if you don't, then they give you like a there's a fucking fruit fly in here. Maybe I'll get it right now. I missed it. Damn it. No, it's right near me. The other day I caught one in the air while streaming on Twitch and it was a great feeling, but I'm distracted by a fly. I mean, I'm literally like a cat. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's coming. Damn it. I missed it. They said the best way to catch a fly is you got one hand go this way and kind of guide it. And then you put the other hand up here. So that way when it flies up, you kind of go like that versus the straight on clap method, which is often used and rarely effective as you saw me do six to seven times just before. So. With that said, I think we've really, you know, put a bow on that topic. The fly really was a nice order of transition. I still see it. I still see it. I don't think the camera's going to pick it up, but I see it. And I'm going to fucking, it's like right in front of my face. Nicole, what am I going to do? <laughs> it's just, it's just out of reach every single time. It, 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 it knows. Um, this is what happens when you have your doors and windows open. That's a fun thing about New York City in the fall where you're like, yay, we get to have all the windows and doors open and let that beautiful cross breeze in. And then next thing you know, you got flies around and now they just have to figure out a way out or they just have to live and, and have as many babies as they can before dying. And then I have to exterminate an entire race. And that's Whoops. not something I want to say onto a podcast, you know, because that could be taken terribly out of context but i'm talking about flies the insects flies with wings no people i'm not referring to a certain type of people as flies that's not code that's not manchurian candidating activating sleeper cells it is just flies folks flies all right let's move on to something else god damn it um now the audio listeners i'll have to paint a picture but if you're watching in the video, I saw this on Twitter. There was a, a picture I saw of a person who was on a plane, and they said, would this piss you off? And the image was of a woman. He took a picture in his seat, and the woman in front of him had probably like ass-length hair, and she draped it over the back of her seat and it was in front of, it was covering his entire 
front part of it, you know, what he's looking at, the back part of her seat, front part of his, all the way down to almost the table tray. That's how long her hair was. And they go, would you piss, would this piss you off? And find me a person who would, wouldn't, you know, and, and not even maybe piss off, but like gross out, uh, enraged to the point. How do you not just grab and tug, you know, just one tug. Here's what I would do. I would take the tray table down, put her hair in it, take the tray table back up, and then I would just watch the magic when she tries to fucking, you know, pull her head up, and then it's constantly getting stuck in there, and then she starts yelling and screaming, like, what have you done to my hair, my hair? And I go, oh, I'm sorry. Your hair was must have gotten caught in the table of mine. Did you think that airing out your hair behind me was a good idea? Because it's proving not to be, obviously. So go ahead and get your fucking hair onto this. I'm cursing a lot in this episode, I'm realizing, Nicole. But I'm very passionate about these people with the hair. And I also think, like, I would do... I mean, I would, we wouldn't be off the tarmac before that woman's hair was... Before that situation was rectified. I would either have to... I, I don't think I would do the tap method. You know, the tap and be like, excuse me, uh, what you're doing is absolutely unacceptable in every way and gross and goes against every cultural and societal, uh, you know, understanding that we have as people. I would do more like things like the table tray technique as well as I call it. And I teach that in my master class. Or I would do. How about this? How about go the fucking creep out technique, you know, and just start petting her hair. Just petting it. Not like grabbing it. Just petting it light enough to where she knows someone's touching it. You know, and then when she looks back at you, you just smile real creepily. Like you put your fucking head down and just, hi, I like your pretty hair. You know, you use Pantene Pro-V. You know, you just kind of do that. And then she puts it in a tight bun and you never see it again. That's, that's how you solve that dilemma, you know? Or maybe you could like dip it into your drink that you're having, then get another free drink and then she'll have wet, disgusting hair and be like, oh, sorry, you have... Pepsi hair. Um, sorry about that. But if I had scissors, little baby scissors, which I guess you can't bring on a plane anymore, it would take every ounce of me to not just snip just a little bit off. You know, like if you have hair that long, you're not noticing that, are you? If if I take an inch off of your, you know, four foot long hair, you're not paying attention to that little tiny bit. If anything, I'm just cutting off the dead ends. I'm doing you a favor, so I'm not going to cut off your hair. Fuck that. You let your little dead ends and splits and all that other stuff. Oh, here's the fucking, ooh. This fly is gonna be, is gonna ruin this episode. I'm telling you that right now. Telling you that right now. Because even when I'm talking to you, I'm seeing it out of the corner of my eye and it doesn't know how to get out of this room and I don't know how to uh, get it out of this room and now I can't find it. So that's good. So maybe it's, maybe it's gone. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, just keep your hair. It, look at the picture. Look at the picture on the video. Again, we, we put up these videos up, youtube.com slash Mike Vini Comedy. So after you listen to this, if you're like, hey, I want to see what the hell he's talking about, just go check that out. And, um, and yeah, that's it. Let's move on to something else. That's, that's my little jingle. We're moving on to another topic thing. Mm. This isn't so much a topic as it is just a, a thought, is that I was talking to somebody about drinking the other day and they had a big problem with the hangovers, which is like, of course, we all hate hangovers. No, there's not a person who's like, I love the hangover. You know, everybody hates hangovers, but I, you know, I don't like hangovers, but I kind of like surviving them. You know, is that a weird, 
masochistic thing to say. Like, I don't, I hate having a hangover. I dread getting hangovers. But when you come out the other side of a hangover, you feel a little stronger for it. You know, it's a little what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. And I'm a terrible, terrible hangover baby. Like when I get a hangover, I have to like sleep in bed all day. I'll have a pounding headache. I'll throw up a bunch of times. But then there's that time where I don't know what it is, that correct amount of sips of water or Gatorade and sleep that you just wake up and you're like, nope, not better yet. And then you go back, nope, not better yet. And then you wake up that third or fourth time. It's like 2 p.m., your whole day shot, and you go, hangover complete. You know, it's just, it is finished installing the update of getting you back to normal. And now you're like, I fucking did it. I tried to kill myself with alcohol. My body expelled it all and goes, not yet, fucko. And now we're good. I'm alive, you know? Do you know what I'm saying, Nicole? Yeah, 100%. Have you ever done like an act of self-care for yourself when you get home, when you're super drunk that you think is going to like set you up for the next day? Oh, yeah. Erica really was a, has been a big proponent of the like drink 73 bottles of water before going to bed. And I also think eating before going to bed is in this instance huge like it's a very necessary component is to like eat something if you could tell me that like i only wish i knew i could look into the future if i'm about to be hungover and know or am i gonna throw up tomorrow morning that's what i would love that's the i wouldn't find out about you know when i die or how my life turns out i just want to know in nine to ten hours am i gonna be sober throwing up with sweat pouring out of every orifice of my body, holding the porcelain toilet bowl. Because if that's the case, I'm going to make myself throw up that night. I'm a, I love a good, is there anything better than a good drunk throw up? Like, you know, when you're like wasted and you drunk throw up, you don't even feel it. It's like coughing, you know, you're like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just, everything you've ever eaten or drank is gone. And you're like, oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm good. Like I'd rather throw up the night before go to bed fucked up and then wake up because if you go to bed with all that alcohol the vodka and the liquor in your stomach it's just absorbing into your body fully dehydrating you but i'm a big fan of like drinking 150 waters now because of erica and then eating i mean just about as much as possible i think that's why i didn't have bad hangovers as bad of hangovers in college because we would get drunk and then we would go out to this place Canonies, which was a pizza place it also had like a wing uh bar like attached to it um so or like some place that served wings and we would go there we would go to the pizza place first and we would order two slices of, i'd order two slices of chicken pizza side of ranch dressing then we'd walk over to the wing place i'd order hush puppies which is like i don't know man i'm drunk i don't know uh, but it's good. Hush puppies are so good when you're uh, drunk because first off, just say hush puppies. Very fun to say. You know, I mean, you you right now, wherever you're listening, say hush puppies out loud. Tell me you're not smiling. I know you are. Hush puppies. It's fun. You could say it as a command. Hush puppies. You could say it in two words. You can go hush puppies. You know, you can say it however you want. It's it's limitless. But. They're fun to eat because they're they're very they're very like bready, so they they soak up all the alcohol. Then I would also order a giant thing of cheese fries. So I would just get this monster mound of cheese fries. And I'd go back and I'd polish off 
two slices of pizza, hush puppies, and cheese fries. And wouldn't you know it, I wasn't fucking hungover the next day. People like to do that. They wake up hungover and they go, oh God, I'm so hungover. Get me something greasy. Take me to a diner. Get me a bacon, egg, and cheese. No, no. You got to do that the night before. That's the only way to do it. That way it soaks up everything in there. You know, the next day I'm like, I don't want to eat. I just want to have fucking broth. <laughs> Cursing too much, Nicole. The algorithm's going to hurt me on this one. That and the goddamn fly. Um, what do you think of that? Do you, when you get drunk, do you like to eat a lot the next day or the night before? I definitely do both. Like I eat the night of because I'm like, oh, it's a special occasion. I'm hammered. I should have like <laughs> yeah. five McChickens. Isn't that I'm, fun? The yeah. special occasion. You're like, I'm shit faced. Nothing matters anymore. Yeah, exactly. But then when I wake up the next day, even if I'm not hungover, I'm like, ugh, like I just baby myself and I still get a bacon, egg and cheese. So I just do both. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I want to quickly give a quick uh, fuck that person to my neighbor um, because I have a neighbor who just absolutely refuses to say hello. and. Fuck you, okay? Like, what is what is your problem, man? Like, I, you know, and we haven't done anything to them at all. And they're just a person where they don't smile at you. If you take the elevator, they won't hold it for you. If you're in the elevator with them, they won't look at you the entire time. And even when you say, there's nothing, how can you not reciprocate a hello? We're neighbors, we share a building. There's only so much we're gonna run into one another. We don't have to be friends. I don't want to know anything about you. I don't even know your first name. But guess what? That's as much as I'd ever love to know about you. I don't want to know your last name. I don't want to know what you do for a living. I don't want to know anything about your life. But I do want to go, how's it going? And then you go, hi, how are you? That's it. That's the level of relationship I'm looking for out of my neighbors. Pretty nice day out here, huh? Yeah, one of the best. That's it. That's all we need. I say something, you say something back. One exchange, bada bing, bada boom, we're out. That's it. But to not even, hey, how you doing? And then they just look at you like, yeah, fuck that person. That's what I say. Fuck that neighbor that won't do that, that won't say hi to me. Erica goes the other way because she hates it so much that the person won't say hi. Erica starts singing, I think a song by, I think it's by Vitamin C. I don't know what that song is that goes, put a smile on your face, make the world a better place. You know that song? And then they go, put a smile. And then there's a little Jamaican woman who comes on there who goes, what you gonna do? Say what you gonna, yeah, but whatever. But they're, um, she will literally, if they get off the elevator together and the woman doesn't say hi, as she's walking back to our apartment, she'll just start going, Put a smile on your face. She's doing a very passive aggressive thing, very passive aggressive, and I love it. It's the, I'm singing a song that happens to be stuck in my head every time that I see you, but it's also kind of a, a, a slight suggestion. Maybe put a smile on your face, okay? And make the world a better place. That's what I think. So that's her. And while we're on the subject, let's do a quick leave that person alone. T-Pain. All right. Um, Nicole, you suggested him, and I think it's a it's one of the one of your best. It's because T-Pain to me, you know, 
He's nobody's favorite artist. No one's ever been like, who's your favorite fucking rapper? T-Pain. Never once has anyone said that. But he's a great supporting cat. He's not a lead actor, but he's a supporting, you know? He could he could fire off an Oscar-worthy performance without you realizing. And another reason why I like him, same reason that I like Fred Durst. Never takes himself too seriously. He's very fun. You know, I mean, some may say all he does is win, 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 no matter what. So I, I'm i saying leave that person alone, T-Pain. He also has the best Twitch intro video of all time, which I've played on every podcast I've ever done, but I won't play on this one, but just go watch it. I mean, the guy's having fun. I think he also went broke like two or three times, which is pretty wild. I don't know if it's bad investments or whatever, but I wonder if people go broke when they're worth like millions and millions of dollars. Do you think it's people stealing or do you think it's like the taxes thing? What do you think it is, Nicole? I have no idea, but I remember that was such a shock. Like didn't 50 Cent a few years ago file for bankruptcy or something, but was posting pictures of him with like wads of cash constantly? Yeah, it's a very weird thing when you're rich and you know how to like, because there is that fine balance of money, money gets money, you know? So if you have money... You can make more money with it, but it's that thing of keeping up appearances, but he's still producing. He's got to be making so much money on his Twitch. It's crazy. And plus all the royalties from all the songs that he's on, T-Pain's doing fine. He'll be good. I trust in you, T-Pain. I believe in you, pal. I'd never, I don't have, I would never go out of my way to put on one of your songs, but when it's on, I go, you know what? I like that guy, T-Pain. Leave that person alone. T-Pain. All right. Now, this is an exciting part of the show because we are um, at the fan question segment. We have a lot of things to talk about, and I'm excited. Before, again, I do that, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for watching. Brand new podcast. So every single review that you guys leave means a lot to me, and I thank you for that. Check it out. uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your music. But um, definitely, like I said, leave a five-star review. Leave any comment. I don't care what it is. Go on the YouTube. Like it. Give me a thumbs up. Uh, Turn on notifications when I put up videos. We put them out every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then the uh, audio comes out at midnight. So, I mean, listen, I'm giving you all this for free. You know, we're just flying by the seat of our pants here doing this. It, It doesn't cost you anything. Hit the like. Leave a comment on the YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I also put up a ton of other content on there. It's great. And if you want to listen to my other podcast, here's a scenario which I highly recommend with Brendan Sagalow and Mike Cannon. Um, you'll love it. And you'll love it so much, you'll probably want to join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash scenario pod. And on that, not only do you get multiple bonus episodes of Here's a Scenario a week, but you also get a bonus section of Snarky. I do questions and things that people have me rant on just from Patreon members. Sometimes it goes as long as an additional 25, 30 minutes just for the Patreon. It costs you $5 a month is the lowest tier. It's crazy. Get on there. What are you doing? You know, and also go to my Twitch, twitch.tv slash NYFreshMaker. I'm getting my computer uh, at some point in the next four months, hopefully back. I mean, it should be coming they received it, you know, so I, I, I assume it's being worked on currently and should be back to me in a week or so. And then, uh, but I'm still streaming off the PS4 retro style. We've been playing Call of Duty. They have a, 
goddamn mode now where there's spooky ghosts that scare you when you open up crates and I scream and get so angry every single time. I'm not a good person to scare because the the period of of scared to anger ratio, it doesn't last. The scared doesn't last. The fear isn't there long enough to get an enjoyable reaction. It's kind of me just going like, ah, oh, you fuck. Like I, I immediately get so mad that no one has fun. So um, that's, but it is fun to watch if you're, if you're, you guys, so twitch.tv slash nyfreshmaker and watch my stand up special, Raging Us a Routine. You've seen it. You know it. You love it. But if you haven't, send it. If you have seen it, send it to some friends. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Again, free on YouTube. Everything I do, I do for free on the internet in the hopes that someday you will support me. I am, it's, this is like, I'm like a drug dealer, you know? And I'm giving you all this free high-end drugs that I'm like, you know what? You're going to be back. I know you'll be back and you'll be back with money, you know? But right now, you're just like, all right, I'll just try out this little fucking novelty designer drug you gave me. And I go, yeah, I bet you'll like it. And you go, I do like it. And I go, well, then great. Then come see me in Governor's or Skankfest or at any time I'm headlining, come see me live. And Nicole, where can people find and support you? My Instagram is Nicole C. Lyons. My website is NicoleLyons.co. Bam. So succinct. Ow. Just hit my <laughs> foot very, very hard. Um, I haven't seen the fly in a bit, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Okay. Let's get into fan questions. Again, send your questions snarkypodcast at gmail.com. You don't have to send a ton. You can send one. You can send 20. Here's the thing. I got to do one of these every week. So the more of this end, it's, it's all helping. Okay. Um, so some of these come from, uh, let's get to the first one here. We got one from, we got some from Ted sent in a couple. Thank you, Ted, for sending them in. Um, here's the first one, which I'm going to push back on, but this is something that annoys him. Uh, people who say no worries. Now, I could understand why that would bother people, but personally, I'm a big no worries guy. All right. Uh, I don't say no worries out loud, really, in people, in, in conversations. I feel like that's strange usually, but I do say it a lot in emails. And in texts, if someone's like, oh, sorry, I can't do that. No worries. What else am I supposed to say? Do you have a problem with no worries, Nicole? No, I'm also a big no sweat guy. No sweat. Oh, okay. I'm going to pull up the email. Uh, (laughs) No sweat. Interesting. Oh, he's, wait a minute. I should say specifically what he said. He said, people who say no worries after they screw something up. Now that is totally different. And frankly, something I don't know has ever happened. Has anyone ever done that? (laughs) Has anyone ever, you know, spilled their drink and went, no worries. It's like, (laughs) no worries. Worries galore on that one. You have to worries, you know, but no one's ever said that, Ted. I think that happened one time and a guy was drunk and was like, no worries. And then you were like, isn't it annoying when everybody says that? Nobody does that. Shut up, Ted. No. (laughs) Um, Here's another one that Ted said. uh, People who studied abroad during college and now make their fandom of European soccer a defining feature of their personality. Now, 
that I can get on board with, you know, because it is annoying when people travel abroad and then they start constantly talking about, you know, their uh, their 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 football team that they all of a sudden root for, even they're from their they're from Des Moines and they've never you know, seen soccer at all in their lives before studying abroad. That is very annoying as people doing that. But I also understand the fact of when you when you travel, what's that saying? It's like um, traveling is the greatest educator or something like that. Like you can go to, you can learn as much as you want out of books and stuff like that. But until you travel and see other cultures, by the way, it's getting very cold in here. There we go. Um, so I know I agree. People that, celebrate their soccer fandom after going to a football game in another country what what posers and losers they are um this oh this happens to be a atletico madrid uh when i was in i was in spain and i saw them versus uh, real madrid it was like one of the last times they ever faced off in the vincente calderon stadium like a huge match everybody talked about it and uh you know christian ronaldo was there and he, he scored a hat trick against us but it's okay because we're the working class and uh you know atletico madrid for life um, but yeah, I get it. It's frustrating when people do that. But here's the thing about football. When you go to a game, I get it. Like I went to this game and next thing you know, I'm wearing a scarf. I'm chanting in Spanish. I don't know the words, but I did then, you know, I only knew it when I was drunk then and I'm getting drunk and I'm singing the songs and I'm dancing the dances and that energy is so palpable. There's 70,000 people standing and jumping and singing the entire time. You can't help but get in there, especially if you're drinking. It's so much fun, you know, and you have such a good time that you just want to go back and I want to support this team for the rest of my life. But all of their games are not, I'm too far across the world to support them because it'll be like their games are on at 10 a.m. or something. And you're like, I can't. Why, or they'll be at like 1 p.m. And you're like, I can't watch it. You know, it's like they're never a convenient time. If they could only play at 4 a.m. their time, it would really help me out. So um, I haven't done it. But that does remind me of a crazy Atletico Madrid, a story that happened when I was there. Uh, I'm in Madrid. We're drinking these beers that are, you know, two, two euros for like a 24 ounce beer. So I'm, that was actually the, if you look at the picture that if you've ever been to my Feeney's Friday cocktail hour, the, the poster that I used to promote that is me drinking at a bar in Madrid, those giant cups with my, you know, with the scarf on and all that other stuff. But uh, I am, you know, I brought my camera bag and I called ahead of time to see if I could bring my camera uh, with all my lenses. Cause I was like, I'll take some great pictures. This will be awesome. And they go, yeah, it's okay. So I bring the camera. We're getting drunk. At this point, we are certainly hammered. I mean, we are hammered, Erica and I. Before the game starts, we're going over. We walk with the whole crowd over to the stadium from the, from the bar. I, you know, start taking some pictures of just the outside of the stadium of people walking around. Then I put my camera bag down on the ground. I take out some lenses. I switch out the lens, put on like a, a cooler lens and take some other pictures of that or whatever put it back. I go to walk into the stadium and the security guards immediately just like, no. And he starts pointing at my backpack. Now, thank God for Google Translate, because that's what I used my entire trip was Google Translate. Just being like, say what you're saying. And then I would say what I'm saying. And then it just, it's really awesome how you could do that. Right. 
or you would just type it in and press it and then make them read, which is very fun. Uh, so the guy was telling me I couldn't bring the backpack in. I have to check the bag. So after trying, it's so hard to argue with security, let alone argue with security in a foreign language, because there's just no way of winning. So I just was like, whatever, I give up. So I had to walk all the way around the stadium on the outside to go to the coat check, check my bag, my camera bag, all the way back. We start doing the, uh, we start, we, we go to the game. We're drinking more. It's a great game. Erica gets drunk to the point of she fell asleep, I think somewhere in the first half and was just out cold for it. Wildly expensive tickets. So it's just me and a bunch of my new Madrid friends singing and dancing and, and, and screaming, even though we're getting blown out. And the game ends. They lose. But again, doesn't matter because we're the working class. And uh, I go to pick up my camera bag. And I, I got there right before about 33,000 people were getting their coat checks and everything. So I felt very good about where we were in the line. And now there's people working the coat check. There's probably seven people working the coat check. And it is manic. People are flying. Give me your ticket. Grab the ticket. Run over there. They throw the bag at you. So I walk over. I give them the ticket. They come running over. They throw my bag at me. Then they start moving on to other people. I take the bag. I take two steps. And then I go, something in me goes, you know what? I should probably check that like all of the lenses are in here, you know, because it's an ex- it's an expensive camera. There's a lot of expensive lenses in there. I should just double check. I have everything. That was the drunk little like the the little light underwater of being drunk when you're like, you know, and you have the just that moment of responsibility, that little glimmer of being like, hey, hey, do something. Don't just be, be, be a little responsible for a sec. So I go, OK. I check the bag, I open it up, I am missing a lens. Like serendipitously, all of a sudden, now I'm missing a lens, and now I'm freaking out, because I don't know what to do. Like, how do I, there's the language barrier, there's all the people online, there's all, so I walk up to them, and I type out on my Google Translate, um, hi, how are you? I uh, hope you're well. Hope this hope this Google Translate finds you in good health. I am I am afraid one of the lenses is not in my bag. Can you please check to see if it's around there, right? So I press the translate and I hold it up to the window. I hold it up to there and the woman comes over. This is her exact reaction. She comes over and she looks at it with you know fur up. She's so busy. She comes over, she looks at it, reads it through the glass and just goes no, and then walked away, which brought me from a one to a 4,000 in anger. And I just start, and then I type on my Google Translate, all right, listen, I know you took it, and I'm not leaving until I get my freaking lens back. And I, like, you know, accused here of stealing. And I don't know if you have ever watched somebody read you accusing them of being a thief, but it is uh, it is a real roller coaster because she's again going like frustrated. What is it? And then all of a sudden she reads it, and then she starts yelling in Spanish at me. And I don't think they were positive uh, words she was saying. If I had to take a guess, the translate was just basically was like "yikes" is what it said back to me. But um, she started screaming at me. And they all, I got kicked out. Like security was like, get off the line. And I'm like trying to explain like the lens is here. My lens is stolen. And it's, it's hard when you're drunk and in another country trying to do it. But I'm like, 
America. Like I'm starting to like bring America into this. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, this is the land of the free. And they're like, that's not where you are. And I'm like, it should be America number one. Like I'm just, you know, bringing a real ass out of myself. And I just eventually go, I'm not getting it back. I'm going to have to eat this one. And I just eat the lens and I, I, we walk away. We go back home. The next day, I'm like looking through some of the photos and everything. And I am looking through where I, uh, you ever have like, I guess it's like called browning out, you know, Nicole, when you like, you don't remember something until someone reminds you. And then you're like, oh yeah, I remember that perfectly clear. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was at apparently because once I started seeing the pictures from the outside of the stadium, I remembered that I put the lens like on the ground when I was switching lenses to take different pictures and then for sure just left the lens on the ground and walked away from it and then accused these hardworking individuals of theft. And that is kind of like the height of American American arrogance, isn't it? To just be like, you fucking stole from me because America's number one and you're jealous. You're jealous, you sons of bitches. You'll never have what we have. These colors don't bleed, you know? And uh, and uh, so I felt like a real, a real horse's patoot, you know? Um, so what do you, what do you, and now I have to take it off because I'm sweating. But I, you know, I hope that that story, you know, lets you, uh, lets you off the hook and helps you relate, uh, Ted. Um, we're, we're, we're cooking. We have so many questions here. We're never, no way. Really? Wow. Mm. That was Nicole telling me that she quit. Um, I, <laughs> I have, we're not going to even get to all of them. That's what's so great. And listen, we got questions from Sarah, from Alex, from Courtney, from somebody uh, named uh, CH. So I'm going to get to all of these, if not this episode, the next episode. But Ted comes in with a real banger on this one. This is great. And this is a very a thing that I didn't realize how passionate I was about until reading it. And now I'm, it's going to be my only platform that I run my campaign on, which is drive-throughs that don't have escape routes. Okay? I'll read Ted's thing. Um, this is especially important now during COVID. I went to a Dunkin' Donuts to get a coffee and some hash browns, which is already, it's like, hey, you're eating hash browns from Dunkin' Donuts. Things aren't going great. You know, um, and people are like, no, but those hash browns are good. They're like little like little sand dollars and you just pop them up. You're eating hash browns from Dunkin Donuts. So figure it out, you know, figure out your life. But uh, the store counter is closed due to covid. So you must order via the drive through. I got a big problem with that. We'll talk about that later. There are seven cars in line, but I'm thinking it's 7 a.m. Everyone's getting a coffee and a donut or some other simple prepped well uh, order well in advance of the morning rush. I get in line and it takes 45 minutes. Now he underlined 45 minutes in an email. So you know that's there was punctu- that's how angry. Apparently all the competent Dunkin Donuts employees quit. That in itself is an oxymoron. Competent Dunkin Donuts employees? Ha. <laughs> Silly little Billy you are. Um after I got in line, it became completely enclosed with cars ahead of me and in back of me. I would have to hop and hop a steep curb 
drive over a lawn and hop down another steep curb in order to drive uh, in order onto the street in order to escape. I was basically falsely imprisoned by the Dunkin' Donuts company. Now, I know what you mean, and I really hate that. That's happened to me in the South before on like a Wendy's line. There was a time where we were like, we were on a road trip. I think it was the time last year where Eric and I were driving down to, uh, we were driving to Savannah and to Charleston. And we're like, you know, making good time. Everything's going well. Let's real quick just pull off the highway, grab Wendy's, hop right back on. And again, it was this 45 minute fuck show of just being stuck in it. And then it gets to a point where you're like, I mean, at this point, I'm already so invested in this. Like, I got to complete this mission, you know? But for Dunkin' Donuts to wait 45 minutes, I can't explain to you the amount of free things I would have gotten. To, and I, Ted, I hope that you did. I hope that you complained enough to get those hash browns on the house. Because first off, go somewhere else. You know, if you're getting hash brown, I mean, Dunkin' and people will constantly be like, they're not that bad. Or people will defend, you know, Starbucks food. They're like, you know, it's not that bad. It's like everything comes out of a fucking microwave and a freezer. It, it At best, it's fine, you know? And so coffee and hash browns, it actually sounds quite a delightful combination. I'm not going to lie. And I don't have anything against the McDonald's hash brown. I'm actually in, that is kind of the hash brown that I rank all of the hash browns. Have you had the Dunkin' Donuts hash browns, Nicole? Yeah, they're kind of spicy. I don't they're, really like that. They do have like paprika or some like some generous spice on it where you're like, what are you guys... Don't go reinventing the hash brown, all right? Like we we got it. We figured it out. It's pan it's 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 like a little potato pancake that you just you smash, you griddle it, you make it crunchy on the outside, creamy on the inside. Give me with a side of ketchup or whatever the hell you fancy, a little salt, little pepper. We're done. Don't go throwing cumin on my goddamn hash browns, you know? But I've long hated Dunkin' Donuts. I've said that. Since day one, I hate Dunkin' Donuts. Their coffee stinks. It tastes like you had half of a cup of coffee and then the other half was water. Unless you get their cold brew and that's like $8 for some crazy reason. And you're like, who the hell do you think you are? And everybody that works there, if you ask for, you, I can't say this enough times when I'm ordering coffee. And Nicole, I think you've watched me do this before. Every time I order a coffee, I go, iced coffee splash splash of almond milk i say splash and then they'll go okay iced coffee almond milk and i go but yeah yeah yeah. just a very little bit a very sometimes i'll even give them a unit of measure to measure it out i'll go a thimble's worth of of or just for color just a little just a little oops it dropped in there like like someone you got your almond milk into my coffee by accident like that's how little i want in there and every single time without fail Dunkin' Donuts, first off, they, they use sweetened almond milk. And you're like, does everything have to be sugar in this place? Everything? Everything sugar? And they give it to you. It looks like a cup of milk, so you have to send it back. And then they spike it on the ground because, of course, they hate their lives. And then you have to, you know, then you feel bad. And then they give it to you. And at best, it's fine, you know? But if I was stuck in a drive through line for a subpar coffee and subpar hash browns, for 45 goddamn minutes, there would be a river of blood just flowing through that drive through line. It would look like the elevators that open in The Shining. It would just be a wall 
of blood that would just be engulfing everybody. I would have parked my car, walked up to the window, grabbed someone, buy their little fucking, you know, paper hat or whatever they have on and been like, make this faster now, you know, just right now. I don't even no, I don't want to cut the line. I want you to be better at managing the line. And that is just what I feel about Dunkin Donuts. And I don't I hate the no drive through escape. route. you got to have an escape route. Maybe that's why the next car I'll get will be like a Jeep Wrangler or something, something that can kind of traverse tall curbs and stuff like that. I assume, Ted, you were in a you were in a, a low sitting vehicle by the way you described a high curb. But that sucks. That really sucks to block people in. But also, now that I think about it, kind of a genius move on Dunkin' Donuts's part, right? Where are you going to go? Fucking nowhere, dude. You're stuck. What are you going to do? Get up to the window and go, I'm angry. I'm not getting you anymore. And then drive off. Then sit in the traffic until you can fly out of there. No, you're going to get something. If anything, you'll probably get more because now you're angrier. So you're like, give me two orders of hash browns, you know, and give me one of those old donuts, even though it's 7 a.m. So they should be new, but somehow they taste like a fucking cover of a, a hardback book. Hardback? What is that called? Hardcover? Hardcover book. Just the the paper on a hardcover book. You get it. The cover of a hardcover book? That sounds stupid, Nicole. What am I trying to say? I like hardback. <laughs> <laughs> These goddamn hardbacks taking over our country. <laughs> I could taste hardback. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, all right. Well, here's the thing. I think that's the show, you guys. I mean, I think we're not going to get much better than hardbacks. And, uh, you know, just, just keep them, just keep them out. Um, now, again, not a sleeper cell signal to those. There's no affiliation with any sort of group or personality just trying to make some light jokes uh so to sarah and alex and courtney and everybody else who sent ch and all these other people who sent in uh things i'll get to them next week thank you so much for listening to snarky and for um and for again subscribing or following the show and leaving a review uh uh, follow me uh, subscribe on itunes on itunes no on uh youtube Watch the video. You can even set a little reminder so that it alerts you when we get one going. I'm loving that you guys are loving it. Uh, Share it with some friends. The more the merrier. If nothing else, just be like, watch this guy get drunk and scream. You know, like that's that's kind of a fun. Even if you share it out of like a yikes, this guy's going through something. Watch that, you know, and that sounds that's that's how I. You know, on like some Nickelodeon shows, they would have like, oh, that sound like Mr. Rogers would be like that show. That sound means it's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. If I do this, the drink's over, the show's over. All right. So I love you all. You're great. See you next week.